So the stock market is now selling off and I know where the bottom's gonna come in and I'm looking to put $250,000 into it. So inside this video, I'm telling you exactly what I'm gonna be buying, why I'm looking for 100% gains and when this is all gonna happen because that's the most important part is timing. But let's get into it, let's not waste your time. Please guys, subscribe, like the video because if you don't, you're gonna miss the market every single second as we're digesting it. We did call the top weeks ago. If you were watching this video, we had an engulfing weekly candle and we told everyone on this channel we were gonna see a sell-off. And we did pass key levels, which did tell us it was gonna happen sooner and faster and have a larger magnitude than we thought. So we hit 430 in the SPY, which is mind blowing, but I think we're gonna see some scarier and lower levels. If you look at the past, I did show this weeks ago, the moment we have an engulfing candle, we head down to the blue EMA cloud, which is gonna be a 10% to even 15% correction from here. I'm looking at 410 to 400 for the SPY because engulfing candles have done that in the past with a 100% certainty. So we do see those weekly engulfers have been working out over there. And now, if you don't know what it is, in engulfing candles where you have a tiny candle and then a very big candle shortly after that is basically engulfing the body of the previous candle. So that's what we saw happen on the weekly chart for the SPY two weeks ago. We engulfed that very tiny candle at resistance and now that produced the best time to get into puts and ride them down. If you were in, if you were on my channel on the Sunday picks, you would have saw we had triple Q puts a while back. Those are sailing lower to 365. So those are down a lot further than I thought they were gonna be. But we were right there at the top looking for puts on SPY and Triple Q. We looked at SPY last week for puts on our Sunday video. We put it out. It went from 440 on Friday to 328. Three to 500% gains for everyone who took them inside my trading group. If you guys want seven days for free, hit the link below. But if you're just here to see what I'm buying, when I'm looking to buy it, let's get into it. Because the SPY right now is falling on the news of Evergrande, that's how you pronounce it, causing a panic in the stock market. And we'll tell you if this is meaningful or if this is just short-term FUD. Because if it is short-term FUD, if it doesn't cause anything in the future to be affected, then we buy the dip. Then we get things we love for discounts. This whole thing that's happening is basically the largest home builder in China that is about to go bankrupt. They're uh, $300 billion in debt, something like that. Their assets are equivalent to 2% of China's GDP. So this is the largest builder in China and they're not doing well. They over leveraged themselves from years past by borrowing way too much. They owe people $300 billion. And the reason this is significant, the reason people are worried, the reason this could cause a turnover on everything else and a snowball effect is because they owe money to everybody. They owe money to the banks, the steel mills, the decorators, the homeowners, the bond buyers. They owe money to their workers. They have 401ks, retirement funds, everything. So if they go under, everybody goes under that's affected and connected to this business. So people are worried. But should you be worried? That's the question. Is this a dip buy opportunity? That's the question. Here's some more Here's some more. Um, evidence and here's some more facts on the situation 1.6 million unfurnished homes that they still have on the hook for and they also have 
the investing for the savings of their people so they could lose that. They owe money to their suppliers. So I'm just showing you everything that is going to have that catapult and that snowball effect. We have a lot of things connected to this one company, decorators, electricians, unfinished homes, etc. So again, the company is connected to a lot of things and it's tanking. The electric vehicle venture they have was an $87 billion market cap. Now it's down to $4 billion. They lost 90% of its value being connected to this company. I thought that was a fun fact, but the fact is this could affect a lot of things and it could be three to even nine months of the whole world having a hard time adjusting. But is this something to worry about? That's really what I'm answering right here. And my opinion on this is if we go back to the past, $300 billion of money owed does not seem like a big deal to me personally. I do know we've printed multiple trillion dollar stimulus packages. So what's another $300 billion being printed in China? I don't think it's a big deal. I think if this could affect that many people and tank that many things, they're going to print like there's no tomorrow. They're going to try to save everybody they can because they don't want the fallout to be that bad. So because of how much we've already printed, I don't think another $300 billion is a big deal. So I don't think this is long-term. I think this is short-term FUD that is causing people to panic sell. Algorithms are just going to be wiping out stop losses. And it's just that whole yearly to even bi-yearly 5 to 10% correction in my opinion. But let's keep moving on. So the other thing that tanks the stock market and the big keyword that's coming in the next couple days is tapering. So tapering, everybody's scared of it. We do associate that with selling off as we've seen the market do when the Fed says anything about tapering. But looking at the chart in the past, here's the balance sheet for the Fed. We had flat balance sheet, which means they were not buying anything. They actually started tapering over here. So slowing down the buying is different than tapering off and selling. So selling assets into the market is not a good thing because then there's selling pressure we can't get rid of and it's always going to be there affecting us. So right here is great. You know, from 2014 to 2018, just steady balance sheet. And then over here, we start tapering it down. As you can see, they're still buying. The Fed is still buying a lot. It's okay if they stop buying. It's not a big deal because the market still went up from all of these years, from 2014 to 2020. Market went up, even though they were not buying assets. They actually started unloading here, and then market still went up. Also, if that isn't tanking the market, which I'm telling you it's not a big deal, the other thing that might, the other thing people are worried about is interest rates. From 2000, we tried to raise interest rates. 2004 to 2008, we tried to raise them all the way up to 10%. We didn't get there, and we just failed. So during the recession, we had to drop them back down. And we've been at this zero rate forever. So a zero rate interest rate environment is great for the stock market. The stock market has literally no ceiling when interest rates are this low. Interest rates are like gravity that keeps the market down. When there's no gravity, we go to the moon. So if we're thinking about going to the moon in an investment, it's probably going to be the whole market still. Uh, we tried to raise interest rates here didn't work, you know, COVID, then we dropped them back down to zero. So we have no bullets. We have no way to save ourselves. We're trying to raise them. But the fact is 
The only place to put your money is, is real estate and stocks, and people are still sitting on a lot of cash. They're getting ready for the discounts like me and like most of the people I'm talking to. Nobody's fully invested in this market, and if the market dropped, they would just take out debt to invest into it because the interest rate's so low. It costs nothing to own a house anymore. It costs nothing to take out debt and pay it back. So I don't think it's a big deal if tapering happens and interest rates go up. With that being said, let's see and let's show you my plan on how we're going to put 250k to work in the next month or two. So right here's the SPY. I just want to prove it to you guys. 2004, 2008, we raised interest rates, which also you know raised the market. We went straight up even though interest rates were going up. It's not a big deal. Over here, raised interest rates, 2014, 2020. We see that not being a big deal. Raised it slowly, but did not cause a sell-off. We had a lot of volatility towards the end of it, a lot of tapering from the Fed, which was probably the bigger deal. Um, we started tapering around February 2018. If we look at the chart over here, 2018 was the first sell-off. So the Fed tapering, Basically selling the assets was a lot of volatility. So that was the thing that really affected the markets here, not the interest rate because it wasn't high enough to produce any big selling. But when the Fed starts selling their assets, that's where they can just boom, hit it there, hit it there, and it just causes those short-term drops. But again, the interest rates are way too low to be going to buy bonds, even for someone like me. I'm um, right here. You do see the market way overextended. We need a pullback. I think it's coming. And then here's what's going to happen. So typically those engulfing candles I showed you previously, um, they led to the pullback that went to the blue cloud. So we're so far from the blue cloud, it's at least like 10 to 15% away. Blue cloud down here, blue cloud down here, blue cloud. Every time we engulf on the stock market for the weekly, blue cloud touch. So that's the only plan I have right now waiting for the blue cloud touch. If I go over to that chart again, that means we're gonna be hitting 400, 405 to 410 for the SPY. I'm looking for that move for the SPY. If that happens, I'll be putting my money to work in two separate ways. And these are great things to know if you're not really educated on different investment vehicles. These are very unique ways to leverage your money in safer ways. So. Here's the SPY, just looking for this move, and this is what I'm gonna be buying. So I just wanna show you this before we get into it. Text box, textbook, sell signal. Um, green cloud in the stock market turns red. That's an EMA cloud. That's a textbook sell signal. We already got the sell signal. I'm looking for the buy signal. That's when I'm buying at the blue cloud. So I'm not blindly, bl blindly buying the blue cloud touch. I'm waiting for the perfect confirmation point at it. So I want to make sure I'm not just getting in to get in. I want to make sure I have all my settings correct for a run higher. Because if I'm buying in at resistance, if I'm buying into a, a dead cat bounce or a falling knife, it could still keep falling down to 340, 360, 380. So the downside is still there if it does not set up perfectly for a textbook buy signal. This is what it looks like. Here is the SPY at the highs in 2016, or this is 2019. Textbook sell signal, green cloud, red cloud. Boom, sell your assets, get out of the market. Over here, textbook buy signal, 
red cloud, green cloud, boom. Buy your assets, get into the market. We went up to all-time highs relatively quickly in about um, three to seven candles. So I'm just going to wait for confirmation. It's going to look like that. It's not going to be blindly buying at the blue cloud. So make sure you're always pairing up opportunities in the market with confirmation. So be sure to wait for that confirmation signal. Could be an EMA cloud cross, could be an engulfing candle, could be anything. But this is what I'm buying. So SPXL is a 3x mover on the SPY. So when the SPY moves 10%, the SPXL moves 30%. So I'm buying the index fund, but it's just moving more. So it's crazy. I can basically buy the most diversified, safest investment of all time, but I can just get one that moves faster. And that's exactly what I'm planning to do here. I'm going to be putting half of my money into this, which is basically a stock, and it's going to be 20 to 50% target. So I'm looking to make 15 to $30,000 with my money. So 20 to 50% hitting the blue cloud and moving back up to all-time highs or the level we're at now. So even if we just move back up to 430 for SPY, I'm going to be profiting 20-50% just stock. So pretty pumped about this setup. And the SPXL, again, is just a stock. It's leveraged, which does have a, a worse downside. Um, but the upside is just as good. So sometimes when you leverage something, when you put on more risk, the risk to reward makes sense. If I can make 100% on this investment, I don't mind losing 50% because that way I can win once, pay for two losers, break even. Or I can win once, have a loser, and still be up 50%. So here's the next thing I'm going to be doing, which is a lot riskier, but it does offset a lot of risk doing it correctly. This is XPXL. Still, we're putting 70 to 100K in and... We're looking for leap options. So leap options have one year or more of time on the option till expiration. And we're looking for a 80 to 150% move. If we get in at the blue cloud, $90, and we get a run back up to where we are now, which is $111. So $20 move, we're looking for 80 to 150% return, which would be a target of Seventy to one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So I would love to end this year with an extra two hundred thousand um, dollars, if played correctly. That is possible, in my opinion. So that is what needs to happen. Here's the options I would be looking at around June, maybe even January twenty twenty three. Um, but June seventeenth, twenty twenty two. This is the possible risk reward. We have one thirty five calls. Even, you know, I'll probably be buying the 115s because that's the where the at-the-money calls are going to be. But I'm just showing you the percent run if we get 20 to 30 points. So 20 points is going to be these $1,000 calls going to 1800 80% return. 30 points is going to be $1,000 calls going to 2400 140% return. So if we hit any bottom and run slightly 20 points 90 to 110 where we're at right now is going to be 150 to 100 percent return so i like that a lot so again i'm waiting i'm going to wait patiently i got money on the side most people do but if you buy the leverage things at the best places 
That's where you can maximize your gains. You only have to make a couple trades like this a year to really make it in the stock market. I just want to also point out, I made my money earlier this year through crypto and selling options, um, probably $150,000. And I started losing money throughout the year just from market being choppy, me not hitting it right. And I probably only had $100,000 of gains now, or I think 80 or 90. I haven't counted. Um, but the point is, uh, my market was there earlier this year, and it wasn't there later in the year. So I didn't use my full capital. I didn't go all in. I wasn't being dumb. I just used small accounts and waited for the right moment. Um, this next moment's coming up, and I do believe it should pay a lot if done correctly. And the whole point is you don't need to trade every single day of the year. You hit it right a couple times of the year, and it's a couple big paychecks. So be patient, plan your entry, plan your exit, and don't overtrade, guys. You don't need to give back those gains you work so hard to get. That's all I got today, guys. If you want to see a video on our top three picks where we call this buy for that 10-point drop, check it out in the video to the right of me. Have a great day, and I'll see you guys on the next one. Peace.